Welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In with your hosts, D-Dub and Stratosphere. The Secret Lair Drive-In is dedicated to bringing you the finest in B-movie entertainment news and reviews. And now, on with the show. Höchste Gefahr für die Weltausstellung. Die modernsten Bauwerke aller Nationen kurz vor der Eröffnung von Gigar bedroht. Katastrophenalarm. Immer mehr Hotelbuchungen werden zurückgezogen. Wenn es uns nicht in allernächster Zeit gelingen sollte, Jigger zu beseitigen, wird es uns nicht möglich sein, die Ausstellung zu eröffnen. Das hat uns die Teufelspfeife eingebrockt. Also, meine Herren, lassen wir uns was einfallen. Jigger, das ist Jigger. Ja, das ist Jigger. Jigger, das größte von Frankensteins Monstern, ist aus tausendjährigem Schlaf aufgeschreckt. Die Vernichtung der Erde steht bevor. Die Menschheit ist hilflos. Kann Gamera noch helfen? Gamera gegen Jigar. Frankensteins Dämon bedroht die Welt. So, das macht auch Gamera, habt ihr mir gesagt. Gamera ist tot. Jigar hat ihn wahrscheinlich auf dem Gewissen. Ist Gamera vielleicht doch noch zu retten? Zwei mutige Jungs versuchen es. Mr. Ryosako, ist das U-Boot auch sicher und tauchfest? Aber ja, selbstverständlich. Ich habe es ja zigmal getestet. Ach, nicht doch, Vater. Aber dass die Kinder da drin sind, das ist ja ein Ding. Ich habe doch nicht im Traum daran gedacht, dass Kinder damit mal Tauchversuch unternehmen. Mit dem Mini-U-Boot wagen sie sich in Gameras ungeheuren Leib. Sie schaffen es. Gamera lebt und der Kampf der beiden Giganten beginnt. Gamera gegen Jigar. Frankensteins Dämon bedroht die Welt. Die Statue bleibt, wo sie ist, sonst würde Jigar frei werden. Bitte, Exzellenz, einen Augenblick. Das kann ja nicht gut gehen. Das halten Gameras Trommelfälle nicht aus. Bestimmt nicht. Jigar setzt überirdische Vernichtungswaffen ein. Aber Gamera hat noch ganz andere Überraschungen. Gamera gegen Jigar. Frankensteins Dämon bedroht die Welt. Hier präsentieren die japanischen Trickmeister den absoluten Punkt ihres Filmschaffens. Dieser Film ist das bisher sensationellste aus der unheimlichen Welt Frankensteins. Gamera gegen Jigar. Frankensteins Dämon bedroht die Welt. Lights out. And now the movies, folks. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Secret Lair Drive-In. I am your host, your fearless leader, D-Dub, and across the table from me is my co-host and faithful acolyte, Stratosphere. Welcome back. And you know what? I can honestly say this. Of all the shows we've ever done, this is the most recent. And he meant it, too. <laughs> that came from the heart. Um, as you may or may not have 
figured out. Life has been kind of busy for us. Um, there is an understatement. Uh, we both, our jobs really ramp up come the holiday seasons, to say the least. That doesn't excuse the rest of the year, but let, let's well, just let's just go with that. You know what? It's a new year. It's 2016. And we are bound to determine to, to you know, one of our New Year's resolutions, get more shows. That's right. And this is what we this is also what we call padding the episode, folks, because the plot to today's movie is well, there's no other way to put it. It's thinner than peanut butter on the day before payday. Wow. I'm getting all meta on everybody. That's okay. Maybe we've got some college students that'll that'll get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> some of my some of my employees I've used that on and they just kind of shake their head like, knowingly. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can dig it, man. Well, before we really get really far into this, how about we toss out that contact information? Now it's been a couple of months. Can he do it on the first try? Well, our our email that we can be reached at is secret layer podcast at gmail.com. Now folks, I just want you to know he got that on the first try and on some level I am deeply disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was literally, I was, I was, you know, of course practicing it in the car all the way over here. Don't, don't <laughs> be cool, man. Don't screw up, man. You can do it. You can do it. And while you're out there on the old interweb, check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review. And with our email address, you want to tell us how great we are? You want to suggest a movie? You want to tell us what idiots we are and how far, how badly we blew the review? You can do that, too. It's been done. You know what? We just get so excited when we get any kind of feedback that, wow. Yeah. We'll put you on the show. We will. We'll do it. We've done it. Um, Hi, Joe. <laughs> And speaking of Joe, I just want to give a real quick shout out. Uh, Joe, our, what did you call him? Ascended fanboy? Ascended fanboy. Also known as Joe. God, we really got to give him a nickname. Hayden has started his own. That's, that's too many words. I know, but it, you know, kind of is right. I like there. AFB, ascended, ascended fanboy. I think he'd like that. I could see that. <laughs> but uh, he does a show now. It's called Fandom Radio Podcast. Which I've been meaning to ask him, is that supposed to be a pun on Phantom? I, I've been meaning to ask him that for, for months now. But anyway, it's a really good show. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a broad range of subjects. Uh, he just did one on the Aurora Monster models and stuff like that. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Finally, we have some comments. See, <laughs> jo- Joe's contacted me personally and asked if, if I would be willing to you know, do a, a show with him at one point because he came and helped us out on our sister podcast, Geeks Explain It All. See what I did there? And um, He's helped us on this one too, though. Yes, he yes he, he has. Kong 76. That's right. But the uh, problem is Joe's and my uh, – the, the Venn diagram of our, inter- of our interests don't really intersect much. So I, I really haven't found anything – I mean, a couple of his shows, I'm just like, I never saw a Gargoyle, so I, I, I don't even know how to relate to this. I saw, you know what I mean? So well, but, see, but Aurora Models, I actually had when I was a kid. So, had, okay, that one I got to listen to. Yeah, I had Godzilla, and let me see, I had Godzilla. I had Godzilla, Frankenstein, and something else. Oh, I can't remember. Because the Godzilla one, only, the, only like the head glowed. Well, the, I think, I'm. don't quote me on this, I think there were two versions. The one I had, like just just the head glowed. 
really weird. Anyway, uh, what that's his do? show. So anyway, let's see. A uh, little bit more catching up. Um, I know it's not really in your wheelhouse, but I did see The Force Awakens on Christmas Eve. Went oh, with okay. uh, went with uh, the world's foremost expert, as well as uh, my future son-in-law. Okay, it was actually a pretty cool movie. I enjoyed it. Um, again, I, we we vented, or I vented on the other episode or on the other uh, podcast about my feelings. Um, so I really have no real interest in seeing it. Uh, I I will say. I'm I'm always glad to see any fandom be happy. I always like when when you know they they if if, if, well, that, if that's like, what they want that that's what they want. It's just not what I want. But you know what, what I think is really funny? There are actually fans out there that have taken up petitions to try to get George Lucas involved again. Why? Well, for one thing, he was out there he was out there bitching, saying that. He didn't like this, and I think it's just sour grapes because they didn't use any of his ideas. Well, the thing of that, but okay, now it's interesting that he's saying they didn't use any of my ideas because I have read more than one review that basically they remade episode four, A New, yeah. a New Hope, with a female protagonist. I've that's not just one person, I've read that at least three times. I was times. thinking that several times as I saw it, yeah, which okay, which that, that's great, which in an ominous. In an ominous nod, check out our episode on Trek movies if you want to talk about remakes. Ah, I see what you did there. Very nice. That's right. Geeks explain it all. So anyway, what is our cinematic gem this time around? All right. I think we're doing the gamma reflex. Okay. All right. It is, uh, I don't remember what year this came out in. It is. Does it really matter? We like to be sticklers for details. I do, anyway. What's it, it is Gamera versus Jiger. I was going to say, what's this we, Kimosabi? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's pretty much my thing. Well, the best place to start with these would the, be the, the plot. plot, such as it is. Japan is preparing for the 1970 World's Fair to be held in Osaka. Osaka. Okay. Construction of the various buildings and pavilions is well underway. On Wester Island in the Pacific Ocean, a large statue of mysterious origin called the Devil's Whistle is located by scientists. <laughs> and, you know, what's really funny, I forget where I was. <coughs> but over, over the holidays, they had these holiday pens. Okay. And they're really sculptured and all that. And all I could think as I was watching this movie, and it was a couple of weeks ago I watched it. I literally was, have not seen this since before Christmas, so I, I'm... Well, that... Yeah. I, well, yeah. Me too. But I kept looking at this statue and thinking of these sculptured pens. Oh, okay. The devil's whistle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, Peanut butter, folks. Peanut butter. Workers from the expo are interested in returning the statue for display. And try to remove it for transport by ship. The removal of the statue is hampered first by a tribal member of the Western Island people, then by the unexpected arrival of Gamera. Well, not unexpected by us, because we know what the movie is. Yes, right. It, the Who, name of the movie is Gamera versus Jiger, not Random Workers versus Statue. Yeah, because that just doesn't sell well in Peoria. 
Then again, Gamera doesn't sell well in Peoria, so who knows? Well, then again, it might. There's pockets of us everywhere. This is true. Uh, Gamera aggressively attempts to to prevent the removal of the statue, only to be shot at by the crew instead. The statue is removed from the island successfully. Whoa, 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 whoa. They shot at him, and he left. Oh, okay. Really? You're a frickin' 60-foot-tall mutant turtle that can shoot fireballs out of your mouth and a couple of gunshots, and you're gone. Really? Must be having a thin shell day. I know, I know. The plot would be even thinner if Gamera showed up when, ah, 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 like Mark Antony. Uh, shortly after departing the island, members of the ship's crew began to fall ill. The statue appears to be the source of the outbreak. No, you know what it really is? You know why they're falling ill? They actually read the script. I was going to say. Um, well, gee, foreshadowing. How, how will we rate this movie? Um, statue appears to be the source of the outbreak as it makes a continuous piercing sound, driving many of the crew members insane. Later analysis. Kind, or, of, kind of like when my boss calls. I'm like, hey, he, Bill. And all the while in my head, most of, I, I've told most of the other area managers for my company that my boss reminds me of a young Elmer Fudd. Okay. I haven't said this to Bill yet, but then again. And you're pretty confident he's not listening to this. I <laughs> Look, the closest I've ever heard him make to her is make to a pop culture reference of any kind. Okay. I sent off a couple of emails and didn't copy him on them. Right. And he said, killing me, Smalls. <laughs> okay. I'll give him, I'll give him props for that one. No, no, no. I don't give him props because I don't give him props because. Oh, I let me wa- guess. He makes the reference without really getting the reference. No, 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 no. I was walking. I was walking through one of the stores. Right. That I oversee the cl- clinicers on. Right. And there's a t-shirt that said, Killing me, Smalls. Wow. Okay, so yeah. So he's doing the quote without actually getting the reference. I don't know if he got the reference or not, but that's probably what put it in the forefront of his mind. I hate people like that. (laughs) Anyway, later analysis reveals the presence of a central shaft that runs nearly the length of the statue top to bottom. The position of the opening on the statue is creating the high-pitched squeal as air passes through it. Because sometimes you get the elevator, and sometimes you get the shaft. Or as the song goes, she got the coal mine, I got the shaft. There you go. I knew there was a more relevant uh, reference on that. I just couldn't think of it. After the statue is removed, Jiger makes her... Jiger's a female? Who cares? Okay. <laughs> we are sticklish for details. And gets uh, makes their first appearance and gets Gamera's immediate attention. The first of several fights ensues, and Jiger wins by shooting projectile quills from their face. The quills impale Gamera's arms and legs, piercing all the way through and preventing Gamera from withdrawing the limbs on his shell and taking flight. To make matters worse, Gamera is on his back and cannot move. He pulls himself up with his tail using a large rock and then removes the offending quills from his limbs and is finally able to fly after Jiger. I, I, I was kind of grossing out on that one actually it was just like damn that's gotta hurt <laughs> you know i was kind of thinking about that myself meanwhile jiger is actively seeking the statue because it is making a horrible ringing sound again cell phones 
that is causing her tremendous pain. No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. And good thing it wasn't a full cup of coffee. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, ah. uh. I feel like Doc Brown when he sets a thing on fire. Ah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Jagger lets nothing impede the hunt as they split two ships in half and start tearing through Osaka. Scientists are beside themselves as Jagger displays another weapon, a heat ray that vaporizes not only flesh, but entire city blocks. The JSTF, or as we call it, the Japanese Army, because they don't have an army, whatever, does make a token effort to kill the kaiju, but their quills knock down the F-104 fighters, ending that involvement. <laughs> Boy, the more you hear this plot, the just the better and better it sounds, doesn't it, folks? Uh, yeah, we love it. I love it. I think from now on, we're just going to call them peanut butter plots. <laughs> the... Okay, I, I like that. That, that. That's unique to us. Uh, Gamera returns for round two as the fight is witnessed by several children. Who Gamera is friend to all children, as we know. Do you know how you catch a unique one? What's that? Unique up on them. <laughs> we waited months for this dialogue. <laughs> I know. Hey, y'all were the ones who were saying, "Where are you? Where are you?" Yeah, like we're a- we're at our jobs and think, and and he he's actually thinking while while he's doing his job, he's like. Hey, that that's a cool joke. They'll love that. I'll, I can't wait to unleash that one. And, well, he's, they, and he's got more. <laughs> come on! After all this time, do they expect anything less from me? I was gonna say if they if they've played along at, at home with the home edition, uh, I think they they know what to expect from us. <laughs> okay, that's right. You too, much like us, can be world famous podcasters and have. Tens of fans. Hey, two more, two more will get that dozen. You watch. Anyway. Um, That's right. Gamera knocks Jiger around and has the upper hand until Jiger pulls Gamera to them. Jiger extends a stinger from their tail and inserts the barb into Gamera's chest, laying an egg inside his lung. Ooh, pre-alien. Very nice. <laughs> See, these are influential movies. You're just, you're just not getting the, you know, drawing, connecting the dots, if you will. <laughs> Laying an egg, more foreshadowing. How are you going <laughs> oh, okay. to rate this? Oh, how did I miss that? Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. That's why I'm the best non-sports color person in the business. That's Fox. right. I can't do this show alone. Wouldn't want to try. Gamera staggers away, roaring in agony. Finally, he barely makes it to the bay, and his body turns a chalky white color, almost like ice. And actually, you know what he looks like when he's like that? You know those little rubber, those little rubber uh, like alligators and stuff used to get. I kept thinking of those. Like, I, I kept thinking of like a, a dried up, <laughs> dried up turd after this. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe, like Joe Walsh saying, folks, pick up the dog do, pray that it's hard, <laughs> or hope that it's hard. Wow. Okay, that's right, folks. We're back. <laughs> Oblique references. Got a million of them. Gamera is presumed to have been killed at this point, as Jagger, Jagger, he got moves <laughs> like Jagger. 
Oh, God. Why didn't we get that reference out, out of the way first? As you, Jai- have to, you have to build up to it, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Now i got to start me up in my head. <laughs> Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a kaiju of wealth and taste. <laughs> Jiger heads straight to the World's Fair. Jiger finally obtains her, their goal of the statue, throws it into the ocean, ending the painful noise, not ending the painful movie. Ah, beat you to that one. Uh, just by inches, folks. If I hadn't been drinking my coffee, that joke would have been mine. <laughs> hey, you see the opportunity, you go for the opportunity. The scientists were checking out possible causes of the noise as it, effect, as it affected humans, causing temporary insanity. The children. And, and that's what we call the audience that went and paid money for this movie. Temporary insanity. Have you seen Japanese Japanese game shows? They'll pay for anything. <laughs> Who poop rashed? Food is power. Who poop rashed? <laughs> okay, I don't even get that one. I want to know that it one. It was on Robot Chicken. Oh, okay. I'm a little bit behind on my Robot Chicken. This was actually fairly early on, but... Oh, okay. I, there's there's still a handful of them I never saw, because sometimes um, Adult Swim will run, like, the same episodes over and over, and they don't... They, you know, they miss over entire ones in the cycle. Anyway, the children convince them to do a medical exam on the comatose camera, where it is discovered there's a dark spot on one of his lungs. Turn your head and cough. See, we we told him to switch, you know, away from the Marlboros, but you know, he just had to look badass. <laughs> now, now I got a picture, an image of uh, Jiger wearing like a James Dean windbreaker and got got the cigarette oh, dang. Gotcha. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, one thing about Gamera, if you ever did take up smoking, you never have to buy a lighter. That's right. That's right. Although I see now that should have been a funny joke, and that that one didn't land for some reason. Cracking, I don't know. Womp, 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 womp. Uh, although with the flames coming out of his mouth, you know, if the salsa is too hot, I can relate. Oh my! Well, that would involve the fire coming out of a different orifice. Well, that's where you eat about a gallon of ice cream, and then, then you, you go, say, "Come, Come on, ice, ice cream. cream!" See that one landed. One of the scientists served as a zoo director. To serve man. <laughs> and realized that the spot might not be a fast-spreading cancer, but actually a parasitic infant jiger growing inside Gamera. An operation is needed to remove the threat, so the children took the initiative by taking a walkie-talkie and a mini-sub. Because that's what children do. Removed wrenched ankle. <laughs> yeah, really. Um... <laughs> Communication is established with the kids, and they enter Gamera through his open mouth. And after almost going into his stomach, they arrive at the problem lung. The children are able to exit the sub. Because the lungs are attached to the stomach, you know. You yeah. go through the lungs and you get... Anyway. Uh, they are able, Of course, they are able to exit the sub and walk around in the actual lung. Whereupon they met Raquel Welch. <laughs> That's the okay. Fantastic voyage. No, no, no. I've, we were trying to think of uh, down the road in the cycle of films. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I'd be I'd be totally up for a fantastic voyage. 
You That's know, actually a goddamn good movie. <laughs> you know, someplace, I can't remember, I just heard something on the radio that they're um, going to be showing it on the big screen someplace. I don't a remember. A remake or a revival no, no, no. of the original? The original on the big screen. Um, Give me a cleaned up version and 5.1 sound. I would be on board with that. Well, I have it on DVD over there, and it actually, it. I wish I had a 4K TV. Okay. If I put it on the TV I have downstairs and, right. and put on my glasses, yeah, it looks pretty sharp. That's cool. I mean, that for a film that came out in, what, <clears throat> what like the 60s, I think? Yeah, I think so. Like early, mm-hmm. I mean, that was, the, the effects on that really hold up, I think. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, Raquel Welch in a wetsuit sells it right there for me. Yep. So, uh, down the road, folks. Okay, down couple, the road. A couple films down the road. Okay. So in the lung, they discover the baby. The baby looks like a tiny version of its mother. Well, I guess it would be female then. Except that instead of shooting quills, the baby squirts sticky goo. As all babies do. Well. Just usually you put a diaper on it to stop it. Why am I covered mit goo? <laughs> Go to wipe it off. It's like, oh my God, it's like tar. Oh. Give me a garden hose. It's not coming off. The baby attacks them, but he has a weakness just like the adult, white noise. Well, that's racist. (laughs) (laughs) It was only funny, folks, just the offhanded way he threw it out there. And I'm sitting here. I'm I'm literally sitting here. I'm holding a paperclip dispenser. And he says that, and it's like, it just clicked in my head. Dung. I'm sorry. That's okay. The, uh, in, the case, in case you hadn't noticed, folks, we're having a ball doing this. We're way overdue for this. The kids discover that this is actually a fatal weakness. They managed to kill the baby using static from their radio. Oh, so they were listening to current top 40. <laughs> oh, Miley Cyrus cleaned up that baby real good. Well, it's either that or all the white... All the white noise about how bad the Browns are. <laughs> yeah, you can't get enough of that. They leave Gamera's body and report their findings to the scientists. They rig up large speakers to keep Jagger at bay, as well as figuring out that power would also have to be run into Gamera, who cannot recover on his own. The children make a final trip inside Gamera. You know, how many times can you enter a turtle? To hook up a set of power lines directly to his heart. Jagger is kept still by the speakers playing the white noise. It is not enough to kill Jiger, but buys enough time for the other plan to start. Cause, Come on, feel the noise. Because the main plan wasn't enough. They had to have a second plan. Gamera is subjected to high-voltage shock before the electrical grid overloads. It is, enough, it is enough that Gamera revives on his own. High-voltage, thunder-cheap. Gamera flies over to the World Fair for the final battle, because we always have to have a final battle. Well, of course. If there was another battle, the movie would be longer. Well, uh, fair point. Jagger tries every weapon she's got, but Gamera has learned from his previous battles with her. After her spears fail to affect him, Jagger then uses her heat ray, the one weapon she had yet to use on him. It does not affect Gamera's shell or even skin, likely due to Gamera's resistance to heat. Makes sense. But the sound it generates threatens to rupture his eardrums. 
Luckily, Gamma is able to put power poles in his ears to protect him from the sound. And, you know, this is just where... Not that it wasn't already off the rails, but it just... At this point, I'm just... Yeah, the silly meter is way in the red at this point. I, and I'm going to say, up until this point, it's it's a typical Gamera. I mean, Gamera is... The Gamera series is, especially the you know the earlier films, it, it, it was made just for children. No question about it. No ifs, ands, or buts. It, it was made for seven-year-olds. So you kind of have that filter of, okay, this is going to be a nice little romp. This is going to be silly. But yeah, the poles in the ears, it's like... I, I saw that, and all I could think of is, because I am a wild and crazy guy. Thank you. Thank you. It looks like a goddamn arrow through the head. Um, anyway, after trying all her other attacks, Jagger resorts to her tail stinger again, but Gamera's prepared for it this time. Ah and uses a building to smash her tail and destroy the stinger. Gamera body slams Jiger several times from great heights, but Jiger is not really effective. However, it buys Gamera the time needed to go into the ocean to retrie- retrieve the statue from the sea floor. Jiger, enraged by the statue's return, attempts to catch the flying Gamera. Gamera taunts Jagger with the statue, who tries in vain to catch Gamera and retrieve the statue. Gamera finally ends the fight by throwing the statue at Jiger, which embeds itself in Jiger's skull, killing her. One of the more brutal finishing moves I think I've ever seen in one of these. Uh, for and, and, you know, again, we just came from the silliness of, of the poles in the ears. To, I mean, talk about mood whiplash. It's like, man, that escalated quickly. Gamera then returns the Devil Beast to Wester Island V. And thank God. No, thank Gamera. Thank you, Gamera. We love you, Gamera. Gamera is friend to all children. But not movie revoir. Wow. Uh, so that happened. <laughs> <laughs> took me three tries to make it all the way through this movie, folks. Uh, it took me two. I which, kept dozing. I, I wasn't dozing it was just sort of uh, okay i gotta back that up five minutes what just happened <laughs> no i i was watching this movie i think it was uh, watching it on the big tv downstairs and, oh, okay and i'm watching it and suddenly jiger's got this thing sticking out of his head and i'm like wait wait what just happened here? yeah exactly uh, my my pro uh, my other problem watching it is um I finally, I, I you know, I finally got um, a while back. I finally got capacity for Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Well, I had gone to um, Half Price Books, and they had like uh, the first, basically the early Gamera movies all on Blu-ray. Problem is, no English dubs, all Japanese. So you know, you know from from past yeah, experience, yeah. it's always harder to follow the plot when you have to read everything. Well, sure, I was watching. Um, <clears throat> I've got some um, giant, some various giant robot things. Mm-hmm. Like there's one that's called Super Robot Red Baron or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all in Japanese with the subtitles. I was reading a little bit about that one you got, uh, Iron King. That actually looks kind of interesting. Is is that any good? Um, I've made it through a couple of episodes. My whole thing with that, again, it's... It's dubbed. And, oh, okay. You know, I like... If you look around the room here, you see the TV behind you. Yeah. Right. And I'll have that on while I'm working. 
and it's a little hard to watch anything that's dubbed on that. Yeah, because you have to be watching the screen to get yeah, it. You actually have to watch it. I was so proud of my uh, daughter the other day. She um, at college. She last term she took uh, Japanese one, and she's taking Japanese two. And um, actually, the shirt you're wearing right now. Um, okay. I have I have my version of that, mm-hmm. and she came up and she's like, I can actually read what that says, and so she she was like. Okay, go Jira, and then Gai Gan. I'm like, yes, yeah, because there's no English on it, and she knows nothing about kaiju movies at all. Okay, other than you know Godzilla and Ghidorah and Mothra. That's I mean I don't even think she knows Rodan or or Gamera, and she was able to read it, and I was just like, I'm so proud. <laughs> it was a moment. All right, you got anything else you want to add to this one? Ah, uh, they threw everything but the kitchen sink. I don't think there's anything left to add on on this one. Once you, once you get uh, poles in the ears, you, you you've pretty much uh, pretty much set your sights on on excellence. I think <laughs> excellence didn't have a chance with this one. Oh no! So I got to I got to go flat out stink burger. I can't go bottom of the barrel. No, there what? are a few watchable points in here, but oh my god, I would. Okay, I would I would say you know, uh, stink burger with with extra sauce, which I believe is our our lowest rating. But I will say, yeah, that that final move was was so brutal as to okay, it it just it came out of the the nosedive at the la- and pulled up like at the last possible second with that move. So that that's the redeeming yep. part. Like fearless freep. <laughs> I love him. You know that reminds me. I still have, I still have to send that copy of Planet of the Apes out. I'll get to that this week sometime. I'm just looking for something on here. Okay. So, uh, what are what with are, that being said, what is our movie for next time? Um. Well, we picked uh, picked a. I think uh, I'm not going to give. Too much away, but I think uh, an interesting one, say the least. It is going to be uh, Crack in the World with Dana Andrews and uh, Jeanette Scott. And it's not the movie referenced in uh, um, Late Night Double Feature. Late Night Double Feature, because I once I saw the names of who was in it, I'm like, oh, those are the people that are mentioned in, but that's two different movies. Yep. Okay. I was just checking something on the old uh, thing here. Okay. Okay. With that being said, once again, Podcast at gmail.com. And we're open to suggestions. We have the next couple kind of plotted out There's here. a world of movies out there, and we're going to review them one by one if it kills us. And if they're all like this one, it just might. That's right. <laughs> so, once again, with all that being said, this is D-Dub. And Stratosphere. Saying go watch a B-movie. And why? Because these movies won't watch themselves. Bye, folks. Later, kids. Gee, that was a swell movie. Please remember to replace the speaker on the post when you leave the theater.